0: work this time then it wasn't meant to be
1: well the second you hit record it was like up, 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 up. but now you look clear again so it should be fine
0: yeah and there's no lag there's no godzilla thing going on yeah i'm so, not seeing anything like that either oh uh, do you see how i tweeted it out no i didn't i uh the tweet i sent um to announce the episode was uh gina's technical deficiencies strike again so enjoy this rerun from 2019 when our biggest concern was pop culture misogyny
1: (laughs) i'll make sure to comment on it and say ah the good old days (laughs) i know right (laughs) there we go okay Okay,
0: then ready oh yep now i got the script Mm -hmm, i'm ready I don't know why I went the sling blade there, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay.
1: I like that this is all being recorded too. I know. Well, I can, that's what editing's for. Thank you, editing. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Okay, yay! Welcome to the Always Never Right Podcast, a podcast with adult ingredients. Just for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are just wondering how the fuck that happened. And it's 2020. So there you go. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the PodFix Network. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gina Biggs. So today, today, I say
0: We are talking about a topic near and dear to my twisted little heart, urban legends. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) But before we get started down that rabbit hole, let's talk about our drink du jour, Chilean.
1: So in keeping with one of the most famous urban legends, and I, I would dare to say it's probably one of the urban legends almost everybody's heard of. We decided that the Bloody Mary would be the way to go. We haven't done many, if any, savory cocktails. So feel like this was a perfect foray into the realm. Plus, <laughs> as we're coming into summer, we decided to do a fresh take on the Bloody Mary. So this one has heirloom tomatoes, a crap ton of other stuff. And of course, we're using the beautiful Crystal Head Vodka. Mm-hmm. And while I was shopping for my Crystal Head because I was out, imagine that, I actually <laughs> found this special Pride edition of the crystal head so in honor of pride month i'm actually calling mine the proud mary instead of simply a bloody mary what do you think of your bloody mary what do you think of your proud mary Uh, well two uh
0: three things number one okay third is how much i love it but first other two (laughs) i'm gonna start with number three i know because i'm crazy that way number one I was so envious of your Pride Month crystal head container that I special ordered myself one. So I also have it now and I'm
1: so excited. Yes, special edition. They're hard to find online. Like I was looking online and I saw people going, Where can I get one of those? Because Dan Eckhart did like a Twitter thing. Oh. Well, and I'm, I'm like, I, well, I have one already, because
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm cool like that. I'm <laughs> glad. Thanks to you, I snuck in under the radar and snagged one. So um, number two, so my technical difficulties, which I'm going to breeze over that part for now, but the fact that we had to rerun an episode, you know, we record yeah. on the day we release and we had to rerun yeah. one of our most popular episodes this morning. Um, I was listening to it to make sure I didn't ac- accidentally air dead air again, as I've done in the past. <laughs> and I happened to fast forward to a part where you are saying, I'm going to make you have a Bloody Mary. And I'm all, no, no, I don't want a Bloody Mary. I don't like tomato juice. Oh, look at me. <laughs> I know. So apparently between last August, when that episode originally aired, and now... My tastes have changed, or I've finally tried one again after 20 plus years of deciding I hated it, or I just hit the right
1: recipe. But this is fucking amazing. Yeah, this is pretty fucking good. I have to say, the thing with fresh tomatoes is kind of insane. I mean, you and I both tried a new drink yesterday that we thought about for another episode. Mm. That actually has corn in it, and that is Unreal. Like that's insane. Until you, I didn't know you could juice sweet corn. I didn't even know you could juice sweet corn until somebody said it on the internet. And I'm like, sweet corn, I wonder if you could make a cocktail out of that. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, spoiler alert. Apparently you can, and it's fucking amazing. I know. That was beautiful. I loved it so much. Yeah. And so it has we'll- tomato juice in it too. Yeah. So we'll do that in a future episode. Kind then of- it kind of has tomato juice. It Has tomato water, which is different than tomato juice. I think, don't you? I
0: do think so. Yes, because there's
1: more cheesecloth involved. So yeah. it's just watery. You know, yes. it's that it's that jizz that comes up on the top of homemade salsa and stuff. You know, that's like you pour off because you're like that's just watery. Yeah, but it's amazing watery tomato jizzy watery. So there we yeah, go. Yeah, thanks is. for that.
0: I blame you for that imagery. So just want right. to make it
1: clear well but you, i have to say jizz is is Rexy's kind of saying she calls everything jizz imagine that <laughs> okay. so that's kind of like become ingrained in our family
0: by you the and way Lily
1: says oh that's kind of jizzy and i'm like i, I feel like that's not okay but it's okay okay <laughs> two things at school.
0: number one rebecca mullins i'm still waiting for that crossover with you and Rexy. um number two
1: did Twat Waffle stick with your daughter? <laughs> it did. She was yes! saying Twat Waffle. She said it at least once, and I think she's said it a couple other times since then. I'm so proud. So, yeah, you totally have made her have a Twat Waffle tick. For those of you who aren't aware, my daughter has Tourette syndrome, and um, most of her ticks are special. <laughs> <laughs> And can be challenging at times. She doesn't have those benign kinds. She has the unusual kind. So for those of you who are familiar with Tourette's and recognize that there are only a few people who have that cussing kind of Tourette's, my kids won.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I made it my mission to make I made it my mission to make sure twat waffle was one of her ticks and apparently it took and yeah. she was game for it. She was letting me help her get it to stick. Yes. Yeah, so, so she,
1: she twat waffled a couple times in the car on the way home from my mom's house. Yes. And I thought, oh, that's so excellent. Hmm. Although you're I welcome a lot worse things for her to be saying. So I, if twat waffle persists, I won't be bad with that. See, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure that that's where I want to go with that. Right. But, I mean, it it's, can be worse. Sometimes the lesser evil <laughs>
0: is okay.
1: Uh, and Twat Waffle is... It's kind of, of like politics, right? <laughs>
0: right. I know. Twat Waffle is the uh, independent candidate.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyway let's all right well, let's, let's move on, on. why don't you why don't you get us started by telling us well here before we get started okay <laughs> talking about bloody mary i want to talk just a little bit about the difference between an urban legend and like a garden variety rumor because i think this is sort of an important distinction basically rumors we hear all the time and urban legends we hear all the time so what's the difference When it comes right down to it, um, urban legends have this sort of persistent thing. And social scientists call this process the micro-macro disconnect. And the micro is the individual level where we hear a rumor and maybe we believe it for a little while and maybe we tell a few people and eventually we learn or decide that it's false and so we stop talking about it. But at the macro level, which is like the society level... Um, the rumor just keeps spreading. Every person who learns the rumor, hears it, comes in contact, is in a different place in that rumor progression. So it's sort of like, an, in, in a lot of ways, it's kind of like an epidemic disease. So it's very timely. You are so fucking timely. Oh. And,
0: and that's the most intellectual thing you are going to hear this evening.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, think of it this way. So if you hear a rumor and believe it, you're, like, infected by that rumor. And if you tell your friends, now you're contagious, you're passing it around. And pretty soon, wisdom or common sense or, like, you just actually figure out, like, holy shit, that can't be real. And now you're immune to the rumor. So we could call it herd immunity. However you want to call it. (laughs) Anyway... So the difference between rumors and urban legends are that the urban legends persist over generations where rumors will just sort of fall off the radar.
0: Oh, there, there we go. And I think to some extent, some urban legend stuff has some deeper meaning. They want you some lesson they want you to take from it. Kind of like a fairy tale usually has some lesson they want you to take from it.
1: Okay, like a fable, like an Aesop's fable. Right, and that's why it gets so ingrained, so. Sure, I think uh, that that would make people kind of persist in um, passing it around. Well, this is obviously true because this is what I learned from it.
0: Right, and um, you said macro and micro earlier, and um, that was the important part, but. I will admit, I already finished an entire Bloody Mary, and I've forgotten what it was exactly. You said, and all Micro-mico I can oh my go disconnect. Thank you. I knew it wasn't economics. That's as far as I could get. So, um, go
1: you. Now the brain meltiness. Well, I was an anthropology <laughs> major in school, so <laughs> that part was super fascinating to me as we were researching this. Oh. Anyway, why don't you? Get us started. You can tell us about the Bloody Mary.
0: Oh, the quasi namesake, since we change it to the Proud Mary, <clears throat> the quasi namesake of the episode. Yes. Look at me. So, <laughs> so I'm pulling up my notes, and I All will right. try na- not to read it like a script, but I make no guarantees. Be oh good, because when you read, you you like kind of sing it. You go la 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 la. <laughs> I got too used to reading
1: books to children. Okay. Anyway. Um, Remember how this is a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age?
0: Oh, yeah. We want to get them drunk, not sleepy.
1: Oh, yeah. but one kind of follows the other.
0: Okay. I digress. don't want to fall asleep yet. No. Good point. Okay. So power down
1: a Red Bull and let's hit this shit. Uh, <laughs> no. Power down your first Bloody Mary and join us on this trip yeah
0: because or if you're a heavyweight just say your bloody mary thing just go fuck yes here we go <laughs> sorry so everyone knows the general construct of the whole bloody mary shit fiasco
1: sure you look in the mirror you say bloody mary so many times and a thing appears
0: that's right so yeah you know the one of the things i looked up i thought was really funny because it said you go into a dark bathroom with a bear
1: candle, and you look at the bear and say bloody mary three times you said anaconda i thought you said anaconda and i was like what snakes. i don't i don't want
0: none unless you got the buns hon oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way it goes <laughs> so then you wait for the bitch with the booty to appear and <laughs> it'd be cool if she had a just, just fucking
1: giant booty. I know. Her giant booty.
0: I know. They call her
1: booty Mary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and oh my gosh, I really drank that first one too fast. Okay. But uh, one thing I read is so she doesn't appear right away, you spin around three times, stop, look in the mirror again if she still doesn't appear, you spend 3 times the other direction and then blow out the candle and if you live through this, you make your friend do it next
1: which Is she supposed to appear in the mirror like you're looking at her in the mirror or is she supposed to appear, supposed to appear like behind like in the room with you? I never understood that part.
0: Well, it depends on which version of the urban legend you're going with. And some of them, she just appears in the mirror, and she looks at you and gorps things at you.
1: That you would know. be yucky. Um, that would probably freak me out more than somebody actually being in the room with me.
0: Wow, but I know, right? It's it's another thing. She appears, and she if you watch Supernatural, she pops up and kills your ass. So I, I didn't
1: watch Supernatural.
0: Oh, Dean Winchester. I know you're married, but... I've loved you since you're on Days of Our Lives. Well, not loved, but lusted. Anyway, okay, let let me move on. Anyway. He can't l- be one of your exceptions, though. No, he's not one of my exceptions. I just gaze at him from afar, kind of like John the Brit and Selma Hayek. So. Maybe you
1: could just be like, he could just be like a cocktail friend. Yeah, just I would. Have cocktails. Maybe he could come on the show. Yeah, okay. Contact so- him and see if he wants to come on the show jensen ackles you want to come on the show i won't be creepy i swear to god so she'll totally be creepy there's no (laughs) way she's not going to be creepy well like compared
0: to marlon brando anyway i digress
1: so he's okay stop he's not marlon brando (laughs) no also marlon brando's dead so maybe you can turn around three times in the mirror and say marlon brando and see what happens i'm gonna fucking try that oh my god that'd be so cool I wonder if he'd show up in the muumuu with the ice bucket on his head. Oh, I like the ice bucket look. That was good for him. I know, right? It was. I mean, it wasn't like on the waterfront good, but it was more like Marlon Brando-esque. Okay, so did I tell you a really funny story once about my mom? You've told me several funny stories about her, but I'm not sure that this goes with our topic.
0: Okay. I'm going to swing to this, (laughs) then I'm going to go back very quickly. I'm sure you will. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Because I have my notes. Um, So (laughs) one time uh, about like five to eight years ago, I went back to go visit mom on the farm and that was back when mom was a little more, little more mobile, and she was very much into I'm gonna do my own shit and fuck y'all if you think I can't. So she would go out and mow the lawn on dad's old grass grasshopper mower.
1: Those are
0: cute. Uh, I know, aren't they? So I, bet she was, I did she wear a hat? Okay, here's why I thought Marlon Brando. Oh, good. Mom had on a giant wide brimmed sun hat, but that was the least of it. She had covered her entire... Mom has had a few instances with um, skin cancer on her face. She's had several growths removed. Sure. Um, So her um, dermatologist is very strict with her on what she can do when she goes outside. So she had on zinc oxide covering the entirety of her face. What? Like a white mask? like a white mask of zinc oxide and she had taken a couple of dad's old tube socks and dad had been passed away at least five years by this point. And she cut finger holes and a thumb hole through them and pulled them up her arms. So they covered her arms so they wouldn't get sun. (laughs) And so, and the rest of her was dressed normally, but I pull up and I look at this vision in white paste and a big hat and tube sock arms. And I walked up, I walked up and I'm like, Oh, hi, Dr. Moreau. I I came to visit.
1: Hey, Dr. Moreau, what's up?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And mom just looked at me and bless her heart. She always has to be told which finger is the flip finger. So she flipped me the wrong one and said, fuck you. (laughs) Well, good for her for saying "fuck you" because "fuck you." I know, <laughs> totally deserved it. So, anyway, with that story on, so I because you asked, I want to read you an example of. Okay, I'm going to
1: whiplash you the fuck around this. Oh, that hurts! I know. So <laughs> Ow, you, your mom mowed the lawn, and now we're talking about the ghosts again. Now we're going back to Bloody Mary <laughs> because it's <coughs> cool. Totally, buddy? it's totally
0: related in my head. So. I'm going to read you an example, because you mentioned how does Bloody Mary appear. And I want to read you the most batshit crazy
1: off the wall. Oh, c- shit. Yes, yeah, sign me up for the batshit crazy, because that's how I roll. Batshit crazy off the wall Bloody Mary firsthand,
0: quote unquote, experience. Ready? Here we go. Spill it. So, <laughs> and I'm going to try to do it in character. <clears throat>
1: Oh, um, My God, sorry. I can't it wait
0: little to little hear this. this! Oh, you just totally tapped into my voice because I'm a total fucking Megan. Um, so me and my friend did Bloody Mary a while ago. We flush.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like me, the voice. It's amazing.
0: <laughs> I do what I can. We flushed the toilet and said Bloody Mary three times. Wait, wait! Pa- flush the toilet? I know. This was the first time I'd ever heard that twist on it.
1: Was that in
0: any of the other research, like flushing the toilet? Nope. This appeared in this place and in this place oh. only in an article on Thought Catalog. I wonder if you're she from,
1: like, Alabama. I don't know. I don't I'm know. Sorry where. if you're from Alabama. I'm not making fun of you. I was just wondering. Yeah. She might be Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't recover from that. Okay.
0: I'm going to try though. <laughs> i'm gonna try really hard
1: okay so i flushed okay. the toilet
0: okay all of a sudden a face popped up into the mirror and my friend was so scared she couldn't breathe um i
1: slapped her in the face and she ran out <laughs> i like the part where she couldn't breathe because when millie can't breathe when she's laughing really hard or something she'll go oh my god can't breathe <laughs> okay so she ran out
0: okay. so she ran out just run out and I was all in there alone and I was scared of what was gonna happen next. I tried to run out, but the door wouldn't open, even though it's unlocked, and it turns out she was outside holding it. <clears throat> nice friend. I know fuck nice her. Friend. I don't know, right? So then she I'm assuming by she she means Mary again and not. Asshole friend, asshole friend holding the door. I meant asshole friend holding the door. New one. It's back to Mary. Okay. Lan Xie was back into the mirror, and I saw her with a baby, and she threw bebe. it.
1: <laughs> I saw her with a
0: baby. <laughs> God, I can't do this. <laughs> you suck
1: at voices.
0: I do, but I try. Oh, okay. Uh, so she says back into the mirror, uh, I saw her with a baby, <laughs> and <laughs> mm-hmm. she threw it to me, and I didn't catch it. <laughs> it disappeared. And I turned the light back on, and there was blood on the mirror. And I had a red mark on my face, and so did my friend, even though she wasn't even there, let alone the fact that the one bitch slapped the other bitch. But anyway, it was so it was creepy. did any slapping. Oh, yeah, it was up here. My friend was so scared, she couldn't breathe. And so I slapped her in the face and she ran out. Yeah, keep up, Jill. Sorry, man. (laughs) I
1: I think I was drinking during that part.
0: It's okay. I snort laughter in that part. Um. (laughs) Uh, let's see, I had a red mark on my face instead of my friend, even though she wasn't even there. It was so creepy. I still have that red mark, and so does she, but we can only see it in the mirror when we turn off the lights. The weird thing is, no one but us can
1: see it. Dark red marks that only show in the mirror in the dark. That's, that's they like to pretty amazing. Wow. So that's well, a tr- that's a twist on it, yeah. Megan heard about. and Charity are both <laughs> <pretty> awesome. <laughs> they had quite the experience. They did, didn't they? I mean, well, I actually tackled urban legends from a little bit of a different point of view than you. <laughs> <laughs> I think fair enough. I think my, like, We kind of discussed this and we decided that you'd go with more of a creepy version and I'd go with more of a like a humdrum version because like you're more creepy and I'm more humdrum. Fuck yeah. So (laughs) I have one that's kind of about blood.
0: Let's move on to that because no one needs to know about my research.
1: (laughs) I I think we're good.
0: I think we're good, After the yeah.
1: voices, I think we should stop.
0: We're <laughs> skipping the rest of my notes because it's fucking nuts from
1: there. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so, mine's about um, blood in your stomach, and <laughs> your not- muscles.
0: I heard the and thought, don't, don't do stool. We're at that age, but blood don't in do your
1: it. Stomach. Okay, <laughs> much better. So, basically, my urban legend. Is kind of an urban myth, which is a little different than an urban legend, but this has persisted for, like, a hundred years. So, I would call it an urban legend. Works. Yep. People who go swimming less than an hour after eating will be taken by a cramp and drown. Glug, glug. Yep. That was a drowning sound. That was a good drowning sound, but you should glug a little more. You should glug, like, a few times and then drown. Okay. I'll work so on that. Basically, the idea is... And I think most pretty much everybody's familiar with this. You, you're hanging out at the lake or wherever you're swimming around. and Your mom's all come on in, let's eat. And you go eat and then they're like, you can't go in for half an hour. You can't go in for an hour. You got to wait until an hour after you swim, after you eat to, before you go swimming, because otherwise you'll get a cramp and you'll drown. Well, probably the most remarkable thing about this is that there are only two scenarios One, you wait an hour, or two, you drown. (laughs) There's no middle ground there. There's no, like, you go into the water and you get a cramp and then you just put your foot down and stand up. That's not an option. You either drown or you wait. So Princess Bride
0: lied and there's not just a middle ground of mostly dead? Apparently,
1: there's not. I mean... Yeah, you're dead or you're not dead according to this this particular situation. <laughs> Basically the idea is when you eat, the blood gets diverted away from your arms and legs and it goes into your stomach to help with digestion, and then your limbs don't get enough blood flow to function, and so you get a you're at risk of drowning because you get a cramp. Or vice versa, if you start to exercise the blood gets pulled away from your stomach and you get a stomach cramp. And then you, either way you die because hmm. you drown. But really, um, that's a fucking bummer. Yeah, it is kind of a bummer, but here's the thing there, there is a middle ground. I love middle ground. Um, when it comes right down to it, even like even the worst cramp you can like tense and relax the muscle. You can try to just like float until help arrives. Or if you're in a a swimming pool, you can just like put your feet down, walk (laughs) to the edge. Same with a lake. You can like get to a shallow part and walk out. Um, It's, it's not like an either or situation. And there's been a lot of studies done that show that in general, this is a, a total myth it doesn't actually happen ah, okay. there's not just enough blood to either go to your stomach or your muscles you can actually do both okay well since i'm a twisted shit when you talked about the
0: money money blood going all to the stomach my first thought was so horny men can never swim
1: yeah right
0: yeah there we go no
1: swimming if you're horny
0: yeah so there we go okay crazy well, so you know, that's kind of um blood, so I feel like that uh-huh. counts. It does count. And the lesson learned is you can mow down a big Mac and cannonball into the deep end.
1: Absolutely. Mow it down, dive in. Now the one risk you might have though is that sometimes the water can actually make you throw up. Oh, and then they you know the waving water. Like um, I don't want to say texture. What's what's the phrase? I'm look. What's the word I'm looking for? Um.
0: All I can think of is turbulence, and that's not right either.
1: Well, whatever. Whatever. Um, like the motion of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking, <laughs> of <thread-horny>. Speaking of and horny. Speaking of Tyrion.
0: Awesome. Oh, I just dropped cocktail salt down my cleavage. Shit.
1: Mm, sucks. I do not have cleavage out because I'm wearing my Guardians of Galaxy shirt. Smart. I wear yeah. I wear a maxi dress
0: because I couldn't be bothered to pants today.
1: Well, look, at you not wearing overalls for a change? I had them on earlier today, but I changed just for you. Well, thank you.
0: You're welcome. I didn't want to get yelled at, so. All right. <laughs> what is
1: your next? What's your next urban legend that you researched?
0: Okay, the next one I researched. Okay, don't slip back into the voice, Gina. Fuck you. Okay. Just um, real person. I know, I'm just normal personing right now. Um, so I decided another fun, creepy ass urgent legend to do would be crop circles. Because why the hell not?
1: Wait, did you just say urgent legend? Quite possibly. I'm feeling like you did. I probably did. But I do like crop circles because it's I, one of my favorite ones. I know. Aren't they cool? Because they're pretty too, right? I almost so. don't feel like they're an urban legend, though, because, like, there's pictures of them.
0: I know. But the origination of them is where we get the urban legendy thing. Okay. Oh, is that tea bringing you stuff? Hi, tea. It is. Tea bringing me dinner. Hi. Okay, I, and I'm leaning to the side like that makes a difference. Hi. <laughs> Like you can see better. Hi, <laughs> I know. Good to see you, sir. It's great to see you. Thanks Yay. for being here. You are. No. <laughs> Good. <sighs> no. So I did do, it came up on a lot of urban legends lists. So I really? did. So I'm kind of surprised what? by that because I wouldn't consider it an urban legend. I know. But you know that they exist is not, is absolutely not contested. But what makes them is the thing that is. Um, right. So most of my research comes from LifeScience.com because that was awesome. But <laughs> I had so much fun doing the deep dive into this creepy-ass shit. Shocker! So I, I know who to thunk, and everyone knows what crop circles are. They're the pretty concentric and circle circular patterns that appear in crop fields, mostly in the UK because they get all the fun shit um and the occasional bad sci-fi film <laughs> um anyway so they have occurred since John the Brit immigrated so he is not responsible just want to be clear about that
1: excellent to know because i was really suspecting him however i did think that the actual part of having to get up and do something would prevent oh, him from oh yeah especially before other people woke up that'd be really hard <laughs>
0: I love you, sweetie. Okay.
1: Both love you so much. She loves you more than me and in a different way, but still.
0: Yeah, even you are aware of your own limitations, my dove. So, anyway.
1: Um. <laughs> lazy, but that's okay because you're so cute. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so,
0: so there are three reasons I picked this one in particular. All right. Three fun reasons. First one. A person who researches crop circles is known as a cerealologist, cerealologist, which is
1: like cereal,
0: kind of spelled like cereal. C e r e o l o g i s t. And I just found that fucking hilarious because I figure it must have to do with the crops, and that a lot of crops become cereal. So but you're right. You know? Oh, it's the root word thing. So, um, second weird tidbit. Some people claim that crop circles have been around for centuries. And when I did mention this to John the Brit, he goes, oh, are you going to bring up the mowing devil woodcutting? And I went, you fucker, how'd you know that? But he's fascinated by crop circles. And that's how. No shock. Yeah, I know. All right. But there's a woodcutting from 1678 that is literally called the mowing devil or strange news out of Hertfordshire. And I would like to read you this woodcutting, if you
1: do not mind. Wait, before you do, I want to say, in Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire, hurricanes hardly happen. <laughs> and the rain in Spain
0: falls mainly on the plane.
1: Indeed. Okay. Yes. Right. Well, read me about the devil guy.
0: I'm very proud of you. I love you so much. I know there's a reason we're friends. Okay. So this is what the woodcutting reads which I think is just really fun being a true relation of a farmer who bargaining with a poor mower about the cutting down of three half acres of oats upon the mowers asking too much the farmer swore that devil should mow it rather than he and lo it fell out that very night the crop of oats slewed as if it had been all of a flame. But next morning appeared so neatly mowed by the devil or some infernal spirit that no mortal man was able to do the like. Also, how the said oats lie now in the field and the owners has not the power to fetch them away. You're super weird. I know, I am. So, anyway. (laughs) I own it. Um but the and the wood cutting actually has a little picture of a little devil
1: holding a little scythe going and like,
0: and like I know um so it's not some people now here's what's really funny crop circle purists which there is a thing things okay yeah think that this is not actually a crop circle fact because <laughs> because it's okay. It's too old. The crops were cut rather than bent. That would, I, would,
1: I would buy that one.
0: Right? There we go.
1: So that instead of bent doesn't make sense to me because the rest know. of the crop circles are bent. Yes. But not But they're bent gently. Like they grow after that and they continue to grow. And that's sort of the puzzling piece of it.
0: I know. And do you remember that um, documentary that came out in the 80s or 90s? It's all blending together right now where they showed a person faking crop circles using wood strung to a rope and just kicking it. And how it didn't do the same way. Right. Because it, yeah, because it doesn't damage it. It's not cutting. It's not, it's just pushing it down jet-like. Crop circles
1: aren't damaged. I remember seeing online someplace, and maybe I'll find it and try and send it to you um a video of a crop circle happening and there's like this ball of light that comes through of course you know anything can be fake nowadays but there's this ball of light that comes through this field and it sort of hovers and it sort of moves around just a little bit and then it like goes through the rest of the field and as it does so this very intricate fractal pattern appears i'm intrigued by your ideas
0: and i want to subscribe to your newsletter (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's pretty cool ah uh, yeah indeed I think, so i think crop circles are pretty cool i do too and there's i mean there I are things done by those dudes because some of those patterns are so intricate they'd have to be really strong mathematicians in order to create them oh
0: not like the the what in 1996 the julia set yeah near stonehenge
1: there are several of them yeah And, you know, there's a lot of crop circles that are created around, there's another um, henge. It's not Stonehenge, it's something else, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's not far from Stonehenge, but there's a whole bunch of crop circles that are within like 30 miles of that particular um, formation. Yeah, it's
0: fascinating. Now, I'm going to skip a lot of my other notes because I know I can go into stupid-ass details that only I'm caring about. That's true. (laughs) But here's the third reason I wanted to bring up crop circles because it makes me laugh so fucking hard. Okay. <laughs> One of my favorite, favorite crop circle theories, again from I'm gonna I'm gonna just directly quote life science.com the LifeScience.com article because it's fucking hilarious. One explanation in vogue in the early 1980s was that the mysterious circle patterns were accidentally produced by the especially vigorous sexual activity of horny hedgehogs. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: creepy. So that would be some very wise hedgehogs. I remember Um, the name of the of the of the stone formation. Oh, do tell. Avebury. Avebury nice uh, A-V-E-B-U-R-O-A <laughs> awesome
0: well if anyone else wants to look look into the 1966 Tully Australia thing look into the 1970s stuff in England the, there's a
1: fuck ton of crop circle stuff out there
0: yeah and I'm gonna shut the fuck up about crop circles now but you have my favorite parts you have what it's called the wood cutting and horny
1: hedgehogs cool well if you if you search crop circles, wood cutting, and horny hedgehogs, I bet you'll come up with it. If not, it'll be a big picture of me going. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool if a picture of you going <laughs> was like literally the first thing we came up with? That that would, I would be. I'd love hilarious. that so much. And that so would be I like propel. kind of my favorite thing ever.
0: I don't know, mine too, frankly, because that's how my mind works.
1: Well, I don't have anything that kind of goes as well with crop circles or the blood thing with the <laughs> cramps went with Bloody Mary.
0: That's okay. Let's let's do tell us what else you got because I but know you got other
1: fun stuff. Since crop circles are kind of nature. Let's talk okay. about murder hornets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> <laughs>
1: love this so since we're part of (laughs) (laughs) good luck with that twat waffle (laughs) since we're part of 2020 and this has just been one what the fuck after another um uh, you might remember back at the beginning of May or the end of April or the beginning of April or one of these months during this pandemic. April 42nd, um, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of came out with, Oh, and by the way, (laughs) there's these new things called murder hornets. And this farmer in Washington state came out and was like, I came out to my beehives and all of my bees were dead with their heads ripped off. All of them, two hives worth. And it was horrible. And apparently it's actually a real thing. (laughs) These are are giant fucking hornets. They're like four inches long. They're like the size of the palm of your hand. Shit. They're huge. And they're called the Asian giant hornet. They're pretty common in Asia. Uh, But they haven't been part of America until like the last year and a half. (laughs) And they have an orange head and black banded orange body. And they defend their nest if the colony is disrupted. In most cases, they don't do anything if people aren't aggressive towards them. But they feed on different kinds of insects. And they bring their captured dead prey back to the hive to (laughs) feed their young. So fucking murder hornets are a real goddamn thing. And they actually are killing bees. It's one of their favorite foods. And they will go and they will kill all the bees in a hive and bring all the bee carcasses back to their hives to feed the young. <laughs> what the actual fuck? My mind is spinning in so
0: many directions with so many fucking questions right now.
1: Yeah, well, I don't have the answers, but murder parents <laughs> are a thing, not an urban legend. It's actually a true thing. Vespa Mandarina. Mandarinia. Vespa Mandarinia is their actual Latin name, and they are fucking enormous you can watch a video of <laughs> what's that guy like coyote something or other and he <laughs> goes out in the wilderness and does stuff and he like let one of them sting him and his grills swelled up yeah. yeah nope not him the coyote guy his name's coyote something I must google this I don't know like look up murder hornet stinging and you'll get a youtube video of this dude what's his name hold on look it up
0: uh, okay oh coyote peterson yeah
1: coyote peterson that's
0: him. oh, that guy who has all the wild animal shit sting yes. him and bite him and
1: shit yes he tries oh. it out well he has this hornet it's like underneath this piece of glass and he has the hornet sting him like he goes and captures it and holds it and then he puts it on his arm and lets it sting him and his arm literally swells up to the size of my thigh this motherfucker is crazy as shit, and he's screaming, and he can hardly stand up because it hurts so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. No, thank you. Oh. Anyway, it's really bad, and I don't ever want to get stung by run. Right now, they're only in, like, Washington State and maybe a little bit of Idaho, but oh. no,
0: thank you. Okay, so stay out of the Northwest for the time being. Got gotcha. you. because, you know, that's shit's just coming this way. I would like to quickly write a letter called Dear Murder Hornets. All right. I,
1: don't I don't
0: say Long about it, a letter, whatever you want, man. Dear Murder Hornets. Today I was swimming in my pool with the sounds of the interstate in the background. And I saw one of your cousins, a little waspy cousin. And I don't mean wasp as in W A S P. I mean wasp.
1: I can I'm trying wasp
0: an actual wasp treading water in the pool and I felt sorry for the little fucker. So I, I, I saved him. I came over close with my pool float so he could climb up and I looked at him and I said, you best not sting me motherfucker or we will have words. And he, he flew away. He climbed up. He looked at me for a second and he flew off. So dear murder hornets, I've saved one of your brethren Please don't fucking murder me and take me back to
1: your yes. children to eat. Well, and, you know, we save wasps on the regular and just tell them, please don't build wasp houses on our house because this is our house. Go away. Yes. There we go. Today, I actually saw a caterpillar that was like five inches long. I saw that on your picture thingy. That shit was huge. That was crazy. And I did the seek. Do you, do, do you have the seek app? no but I seek is really cool you can take pictures of like whatever natural stuff you see and it like identified it as some sort of special what did it say it was hold on I'll look Ooh, I do have picture this which is
0: excellent at identifying plants it's my favorite
1: right for identifying plants seek told me that what I saw today was a come on where's my things my observations a white line sphinx moth. Wow. Cool. See, it's also called a hummingbird moth because their <gasps> wingspan is about three inches wide. Fuck, we have we've seen those out
0: by oh, our ew. pool too. Those are that ginormous. Is, that is huge. And if the, any insect as big as a bird is automatically fucking terrifying. Yes. Well,
1: later we found that in we found that caterpillar. At the bottom of our pool, so I feel like it's not gonna survive. Even though Millie fished it out, so he's
0: not as good at treading water as my little non-murdery wasp.
1: Nope.
0: Okay, good the to murderer,
1: know. The non-murder wasp was better.
0: Okay, good to know. <laughs> Thank you for letting me do my okay. beat poetry moment on dear murder wasp. You bet. So, okay. Okay. What's your next? What's
1: your next urban legend? I have
0: two left. Okay. I have one left, but it's a doozy. All right. And it's one of my favorites. It just says. Bermuda Triangle. (gasps) Right on, Bermuda Triangle. I know. And here, a.k.a. Devil's Triangle, a.k.a. Hurricane (laughs) Alley. I
1: thought the Devil's Triangle was something else, like in another area.
0: It it could possibly be. I did not research that. But Bermuda Triangle is also known as the Devil's Triangle. Kind of like how... Many, many different scary ass clowns can be called a murder clown, even though sure. not all of them are. John Wayne Gacy is probably the only true murder clown,
1: but might be a, a couple of them
0: might be. But he's the most famous. So, true. Okay. Eh, anyway, because um, that when you, my ex husband used to say, if you looked in my ear, you'd see the entrance um, to the tales in the crypt. So anyway, <laughs> that's yucky. Yeah. Anyway, um, he's not, his ear looks like that. Well, the, he used to say that if you looked into my ear as if in looking
1: into my brain, it'd be your the, ear. Oh, it, oh your in ear. Ears. Then it'd be like the my opening guy, credits. I talking about like earwax and stuff. And I'm like, that's super gross. Just use some Q-tips. Potentially
0: that too. But that's a whole other issue. Um, but he used to say looking into my brain was like, look, like the opening credits to Tales in the Crypt. So. Okay. He wasn't wrong. Gonna give okay. him credit for that. Anyway, back to my bud, Wikipedia, and other various articles that I forgot to write down, but I can, if someone pushes me, I can get you the citations. Um, Devil's Triangle, Bermuda Triangle. Okay, so first thing I'm going to say, the actual first written record about a disappearance specifically attributed to the Bermuda Triangle. Can you guess when it occurred?
1: Mm. 1918. Nope. 1922. Nope. Higher. 1935. Higher. 1986. Lower.
0: You overshot. You overshot that. Okay. So actually the first article attributed to that geographic area space actually only dates to 1950. Wow. um, in a Miami Herald article. And it's only expanded upon in a nineteen fifty two article in Fate magazine, one of
1: my favorites. So, Fate magazine? I never even heard of that magazine.
0: Uh, well, you know, it's like Fourteen Times, that kind of thing. So Fourteen Times is a magazine. Yeah, you you Google that shit, you'll figure it out. All right. Anyway, but the Fate magazine article was called "Sea Mystery at Our Back Door," and it actually laid out. It was like the first thing to actually lay out the geographic area of the triangle, and the first to suggest that unknown forces might be behind disappearances related to that area. Ooh. And it it um, specifically talks about. Uh, an incident in 1945 where several planes, um, specifically a five-plane bomber squadron carrying 27 men, I've heard of this. Flight 19. Flight 19, yeah, yeah. Like Navy fl- guys, right? Y'all yeah, they. Yep, they were um, flying on a training mission from Fort Lauderdale, and they never returned. And, and they
1: never returned and the fate is still unlearned. What a pity. Okay.
0: Go you. That's a different song. You classy bitch though. I That's love you. That's a different song. You can turn everything to a song. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I can only ape other people's songs. That's okay. Um. But yeah, so the Flight 19, um, so during that flight in 1945, um, so they didn't even reference it until years later, um, but the flight squadron's leader, um, Lieutenant Charles Taylor, he was, he suddenly during the flight became convinced that his flight compass was malfunctioning. Wait, wait, and Chuck Taylor liked the shoes? <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's absolutely who Chucks were named after. Fuck Yeah! I know, he was triangle shoes. He was the biggest 1945 baller you ever met. Absolutely. no. So, um, <laughs> but he was not a newbie. Uh, so he gets a lot of credibility because he was an experienced pilot and veteran of several World War II Pacific Theater combat missions. Um, but he started, they started picking up uh, radio transmissions from him saying stuff like, both my compasses are out and I'm trying to find Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, He said, I don't know where we are. Uh, At one point he thought he was over the keys, but it made sense to absolutely no one involved because that put him hundreds of miles out of his uh, off off course. And then after a while, radio transmissions just (laughs) stopped. And, And shortly after Um, You know, he was preparing the squadron for potential crash landing in the ocean and then static and then nothing. And what's even crazier is they sent a cargo plane with 13 crew members aboard to try to go find them and it fucking disappeared. Well, that's nuts. So all of it gone. Just fucking creepy. So uh, and once that was identified... Shit tons of stories started plowing through the dam. It's like once the dam broke, everything flew through, and we get stuff all the way back to, I shit you not, Christopher Columbus. Really? The earliest known recorded incident in the Bermuda Triangle was from Christopher Columbus, who reportedly saw a flame of fire crashing into the sea within the triangle during his first voyage to the New World.
1: I think I heard that, but I thought I heard it in relationship to like a UFO conversation, you know, but people don't know,
0: you know, people didn't know what was com- causing the Bermuda Triangle shit. Right. True. So, and then i tried to look for, cause I wanted to get a more recent example of a Bermuda Triangle incident. And I found one from May 2017 where a small plane disappeared with a woman, her two children and an unrelated man who were flying from Puerto Rico to Central Florida, but never arrived at their destination. They just boom lost radio contact three hours into the flight. There was no indication of bad weather. They were just gone. Um, although they did eventually find some debris from the plane, but that was it. No indication of what happened. So, I posit Ow. this. I posit this to you. Oh, Jillian. Yes. <laughs> my question resulting from all this is even if these some of these cases can on some level be explained it can't all just be coincidence can it all these occurrences in the triangle they aren't just coincidence
1: are they it does seem unlikely mm. Check question. Oh. Oh, trick question oh i should question
0: I scared you and didn't I? Please tell me I scared you. Anyway, you did scare me. I did. I'm very scary. frightening. You were frightening. Thank, thank you. I do my best. Um actually it very likely is just a coincidence because the Bermuda Triangle it covers an area approximately from the southern tip of Florida and then you go northeast to about Bermuda and then you go straight south to around Puerto Rico and then you go northwest again up to the southern tip of Florida and depending on how big you make those borders or small you make those borders is between 500,000 to 1,500,000 square miles an area well like how big is that in relationship to other stuff well I have an answer for you, actually. I don't have an exact answer, but what I do have is according to Lloyd's of London and the US Coast Guard. Mm-hmm. Coast Guard, <laughs> Coast Guard. Coast
1: Guard. What a nice gourd you have. <laughs>
0: Motherfucker.
1: Okay. okay.
0: This is what six or four to six ounces of vodka does to me, But no, seriously, it, Coast Guard. Um, when you look at the number of air and sea craft that go missing in the Bermuda triangle on a percentage basis Bermuda. Fuck me. (laughs) If you look at the number of sea and aircraft that go missing in the Bermuda Triangle, as compared to the entire rest of the oceans in the world, Mm. there's really no on a percentage basis difference. Really? Really, it's just, you know, um, there are so many craft going through the area and all that stuff that when you look at how many craft go through different areas, like over the Atlantic and that kind of stuff, it really or it really doesn't, it computes out about the same. I feel like that makes me a little bit sad. I know, but at the other side of it, you can say it does mean size matters. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that was not for a question
0: i set yeah. that up that i set that. thank you i set that up for a punchline from the beginning thank you that's my are bermuda you triangle.
1: are you done bermuda triangling because i think i have one that kind of correlates to it i am done and please tell well <laughs> since we're talking about bermuda and the tropics i want to talk about the idea That as long as you have a good base tan lying out in the sun is totally safe. (laughs) So as a skin cancer survivor, I want to speak to this. There is absolutely no such thing as a safe tan. No such thing. If you're going to be in the sun, you should always use sunscreen. And make sure you're applying enough. Because most of the time, people only smear on about half the amount they should. So you should use like the amount of a shot glass for about an ounce for all of the exposed parts of your body. And literally everybody needs sunscreen. It doesn't even matter if you have dark complexions or if you don't burn, people think that, (laughs) sorry, people think that darker skin people don't need sunscreen, like black people or Hispanic people. However, that's a very um, prevalent, I'll call it an urban legend in Ah. those communities because while skin cancers are less prevalent in non-white racial ethnic groups, when they do occur, they tend to be diagnosed at a later stage. So they have a worse prognosis. Mm. Uh, The reason for this is that there's lower public awareness of the skin cancer risk among individuals of color. Second, from the perspective of healthcare providers, there's a lower index of suspicion for skin cancer in patients of color because the chances of it are actually smaller. Um, so the, the, the actual patients, they may le- be less likely to get the full body skin exams than somebody who's super fair like me might go and do. Um, and that way, that means that in the third the places on the body where the skin cancers tend to occur in people of color are less sun exposed, like on the bottom of their feet, which is the most common place for melanoma in patients of color. Holy shit. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Bottom of their feet are in their eye. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Yep. So it's important that everybody wears sunscreen all the time. There's been studies that show that the five-year survival rate for Black people versus white people is 65% versus 91% for white people. Holy shit. And that's because it's diagnosed at a much later state. Okay. And it's almost the same with Hispanic versus non-Hispanic. That is fucking nuts. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Public service announcement from Jillian
1: the Queen. And the reason for this is Black Lives Matter.
0: I love you and what a perfect way to pull it together with today's current events.
1: I just had to do it. You're fucking baller. I think it's so important to just know that black lives matter in every way.
0: Mm. Because there is, I mean, I, I think we as women can at least know that there are a lot of times when doctors minimize what we're going through. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't even imagine what that must be Uh, For people of color just seeking a dermatologist's help when they may have those preconceived notions that, well, you're not as susceptible when that's totally and utterly false.
1: Well, and the thing is, black people and Hispanic people and people with darker skin or don't get sunburned or anything like that, they may not think about looking at these moles as something potentially hazardous. You're not only baller, you're very progressive. I am. I'm I'm so so amazing. You are.
0: You're really fucking amazing. And I I want to thank you personally for bringing up the whole skin cancer thing. Because I shit you not, I was thinking of that today as I was putting on sunscreen before I went out to the pool.
1: I'm glad you did.
0: Because I remembered what you went through. And that's, that's, why, that's why I am very faithful about my sunscreen. Because I remember when you just happened to catch that really scary-ass form of melanoma inside yeah. us. Yep. Because you know your own body well. Yep,
1: I had a I had a freckle on my arm that I had noticed getting bigger. And it had always been sort of a large freckle anyway, but it seemed like it was getting bigger. And I caught, uh, I had gone into the dermatologist for some just general routine checkups because as a, a natural redhead, uh, I sunburn like crazy. And I've had several really, really bad, you know, first and second degree sunburns with the big giant blisters on my shoulders and stuff. Yeah. So... I went to the dermatologist, and at the very end of my appointment, I said, oh, and by the way, I have this one on my arm that is pretty big, and it keeps getting bigger. And he looked at it, and he looked at it under a little microscope lens thing on my arm and said, well, let me get a biopsy of that. And he took it out, and um, a couple weeks later, um, almost a month later, I got a call from him, and he said, I'm sorry, it took me so long to get back to you about this. All your other tests came back and they were normal, but this particular one came back and I had what's called an amelanotic melanoma, which means it's a particularly rare kind of melanoma that um, had, it doesn't have a particular color. So it didn't have that black color that generally typifies skin cancers. And I was really lucky that I pointed it out to him because at this point where what we were able to do is we took out a 10 centimeter. Yes, that's right. 10 centimeter Mm. sized incision, basically a 10 centimeter football out of my arm. That was all the way down to the muscle into the muscle. And so if you can imagine how big that piece of skin was, it was pretty big. And they took that out and tried to make sure that they got all the margins. And thankfully, with that size of incision, they were able to get it all. And I didn't have to go through radiation or chemotherapy or anything like that. So I was very, very fortunate because melanoma is the number one killer. It only has a 2% survival rate. And my type of melanoma makes up only 2% of all melanomas. And it only has a 2% survival rate. Shit.
0: And uh, I didn't say this at the time, but I was so scared shitless.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Because I, I had a six month old baby. Yeah. So. She was a year old at the time. So it was yeah. still terrifying. And But yeah. you have the coolest tattoo
0: over that area now, don't you? Do you want to describe the tattoo? I don't in the, in right
1: there, but just below it, I have a beautiful tattoo of cherry blossoms that I got sort of in honor of my dad after he left, after he died.
0: Hmm. And
1: I got that because the doctor advised me not to get a tattoo over that spot, even though I wanted to. Um, I just tell people if anybody asks me that I got in a knife bite because I still have about a, <laughs> I don't know, a four inch scar there. Because Jillian will fucking cut a bitch. I will cut a bitch. But <laughs> to bring it down a little bit more, just make <laughs> sure you wear sunscreen. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. Sunscreen's
0: hugely important. So, skin cancer can kill you. It's not even funny. No. Okay. All right. So, so do you have anything else fun to say?
1: I don't, I don't have anything fun to say at all. That was the end of my fun. So yeah, we're ending on a high note. (laughs) We're going to end on a low note, Uh, (laughs) but I want to say again, always wear sunscreen. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Spam email. I want to wrap it up by saying, while I think both urban legends and garden variety rumors are sort of interchangeable at some level. Um, I think that they're both kind of valuable in some ways because they, like you said, they're kind of allegories.
0: Yeah. And um, I, I totally agree. I mean, uh, urban legends are much more pervasive, I think um, probably because of nut jobs like me, who keep perpetuating them as a fun, as a fun little diversion. Um, But you know, they, they become really embedded in the culture.
1: Yeah, and you know, if you get infected, like I said before, there's not really a vaccine for them. <laughs> but I'm um, pumped. Okay, so anyway. <sighs> let's discuss how you can find the recipes for the drinks we drink. AlwaysNeverRight.com, obviously. You can also find the contact us page there too. And if you have something you'd like to see us talk about, tell us by hitting the contact us page or hitting us up on Facebook. And we'll do our level best to make sure that we discuss your topic.
0: Oh, absolutely. And your friends who listen to um, podcasts, they can do the same thing. And find us wherever you get
1: your digital media. Y'alls. This has been a don't believe everything you hear episode of always. Never. Right, I'm Jill, and I am Gina,
0: the crazed. Thank you so much for making us a part of your week. <laughs> crazed. <The laughs> well, insane. <laughs> tell me I'm wrong. So anyway, you're <laughs> wrong. Uh, well, anyway, we'll talk more next week, middles And thank you once again for joining us on the Podfix Network. Woohoo! Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.